Hi, my name is Cheryl Crow, and I am passionate about helping people navigate real life with arthritis. I've lived with rheumatoid arthritis for 17 years, and I'm also a mom, teacher, and occupational therapist. I'm so excited to share my tricks for managing the ups and downs of life with arthritis. Everything from kitchen life hacks to how to respond when people say you don't look sick, stress, work, sex, anxiety, fatigue, pregnancy, and parenting with chronic illness. No topic will be off limits here. I'll also talk to other patients and share their stories and advice. Think of this as your chance to sit down and chat with a friend who's been there. Ready to figure out how to manage your arthritis life? Let's get started. Hi, Grace. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Cheryl. How are you? Good. It's so like, it's so fun to meet someone on social media and then actually get to talk to them live. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And sorry, did I hear a heat wave? Yes, we're having a heat wave. I, oh. I forget what the Celsius, I think it's 34 Celsius. Is that right? It's really hot. Oh, well, yeah. look, I need to be where you are, Cheryl. Seriously, I think we need to swap, please. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, is it cold in the UK? It's a weird kind of miserable day. It's kind of... Oh. I don't know. It was a strange one here. It's kind of muggy. It's a weird kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not not enough breeze. It's just kind of a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, we got so lucky because we had already planned a trip to the Oregon coast, which is where the near the ocean. So it's always cooler near, almost always cooler near the ocean. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yay! Uh, do you find like weather changes affect your joints at all? Oh, like it does, does, it does. I think it's yeah. quite common for many of us RA yes. to be fair, that, you know, yeah. the excruciating cold months, that's when it's, it really gets to us, our joints, etc. cetera. The yes. summer months, we've got a bit more spring in our step, you know, summer, yeah, good, yeah. good vibes. It's all, I guess it's all, you know, part of the whole mental mind, mind work psyche. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's so interesting because, I don't find that the cold makes my joints worse, but the humidity does. So mm. if it's like humid and like the, I guess it's the uh, barometric pressure sometimes, if it's humid, that can definitely, like when I go to Hawaii, yeah. my joints are sore usually. Yeah. yeah. So, I think yeah. The, yeah, definitely. Where it's the two extremes, whether it's really cold or really mm -hmm. hot, I find that's when, yeah, my, my body just, just goes into yeah, pure hard. pain mode as well yeah oh my gosh well i'm so happy that you're coming on today we're trying something a little different we're going to try to use this recording as a podcast as well which is such a great idea i've never thought of that so grace brought <laughs> it up she's like oh can we just do a live and then you can put that on the podcast i was like yes <laughs> why not yeah. I'm, I'm just all about repurposing all that good stuff good content why not so repurpose smart. it exactly that's i'm trying to do that work smarter not harder kind of yes. thing exactly that exactly that so many lovely people jumping on hello i know it's so I'm great excited. i know ah. hi everyone and yeah so feel free to ask any questions in in the chat but i think i'll start by just asking you you know can you give a quick introduction to yourself like and your relationship to arthritis yes yeah yeah so I'm Grace Nelson and I am a business growth coach and I help women in corporate who want to start an online business whilst still in nine to five. So my rheumatoid arthritis journey started at the age of 20. So wow. I was just about to go into my final year of university. 
studying mm -hmm. law. Um, and you can imagine the final year in university is very tense in terms of all the exams, all the studying. And I just didn't know what was happening. Um, I yeah. remember I, I thrive in heat. I absolutely love oh, yeah. heat. So I would yeah. always have the, the, um, the heaters on, even if it is hot, hot sun outside. Wow. And I just remember one day just waking up and just from head to toe, head to toe, my whole body was aching. I felt very stiff in myself and I couldn't move. Yeah. And it scared the life out of me because it just, it just comes suddenly, RA, all the symptoms. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what was going on. And I just felt really weak in myself to the point whereby I couldn't even hold a cup or a plate yeah. Um, just everything felt like 10 times the effort to do right. um, and also I was experiencing a lot of fatigue so yeah. I just kind of put it down to maybe I'm having the heater on full blast you know maybe mm -hmm. it's taking an effect to me so this continued for a couple of weeks um, and it got to the point whereby I was struggling to walk um, yeah. I was in so much pain to even put my foot flat on the ground to get to uh, uni to actually go to class to study. Um, so I, I remember sometimes I'll be coming back and forth from my mum's house, my parents' house, back and forth from uni. Mm -hmm. So I went home and we decided that, you know, it's probably high time that I actually go and see somebody about this, you know, because mm -hmm. I can't carry on like this. And it was quite worrying, especially how I just kind of deteriorated. Right. <laughs> you know, just suddenly I was okay. And then the next minute I was uh, in excruciating pain. So mm -hmm. we went to the doctors, first of all, and we referred to the hospital consultant, did countless tests. I can't remember the number of tests I did, you know, back and forth, back and forth, lots of blood tests. Um, and then it came to the point whereby I remember going in with my mum and sitting down with the doctor consultant. And he said to me, Grace, it looks like you've got rheumatoid arthritis. And at the time, mm. you know, I, I didn't know what rheumatoid arthritis was. And I'd always associated arthritis with the elderly, you know, the right. wear and tear of the joints, and et cetera. So, you know, you can just imagine, you know, I was kind of like, what? You know, what, what is mm -hmm. this? As he explained about rheumatoid arthritis and the fact that at that time, it wasn't that common in people my age, you know, being only 20. And also right. the fact that it wasn't hereditary, even though we know rheumatoid arthritis isn't hereditary as well. Um, right. I wasn't really aware of, at that time, I wasn't aware of anyone else in my family that had autoimmune conditions. Right. Um, but since then, it seems that so many do. So it was... <laughs> It's like yeah. I, I opened up the portal now that more and more <laughs> of my family members are, are coming to me saying, oh, Grace, you know, we've got rheumatoid arthritis. I'm like, oh, gosh, please, oh, no, no, not another one. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I was at a point in my life where I, I didn't quite know what this would mean for me, but I wasn't fully taking it on board what the consultant was saying. Because I thought, you know, I was a... A very active, you know, I, I used to be um, a, a sprint runner, so short distance sprint runner. Oh, wow. I used to uh, compete in championships, really active. You know, I was always on the dance floor, just really an active girl. Yes, So yes. for this to happen, it was just, it just, it really rocked my world. And I didn't understand 
the consequences of what may happen. So mm-hmm. I was put on treatment. You know, I, mm-hmm. I didn't even understand what the treatment would do for me. So right. put, uh, on a number of treatments and was just trying that. But I'm not good with medication, especially at that time. You know, I hated the whole mm-hmm. thought of having to take medication every single day. It just seemed like a real chore, something that mm-hmm. I wasn't signed up for. So yeah. I pretended I was taking the medication. Oh, no, I, I do not recommend that. <laughs> I know, I know. So, and I don't recommend that either. Yeah. But another thing, Cheryl, because when I would yeah. go back for blood tests, the doctors would say to me, oh, it looks like the, the level of inflammation is actually decreasing. I was like, oh, hmm. okay. This yeah. is good. This is good. But I have to admit, it, it probably has taken its effect on me now, um, you know, those times that I pretended I was taking medication uh, yeah. it. Um, it's hard to know for sure but yeah it's hard to know it's hard to know yeah exactly so um yeah I think for me it was since then so I still right now I have to say that I am suffering from a really severe postpartum flare-up I'm so sorry uh, my, yeah I know I know well so my daughter's gonna be one next month and um it was just what i for me this is my first child i have to say so Mm -hmm. you know all the excitement of having a child and then during pregnancy it was happy days for me cheryl because i went into remission the (laughs) i was i had a new lease of life during my pregnancy so um you know very fit able to do things and it was a very good pregnancy and then mm-hmm. giving birth, I had a C-section. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a couple of weeks healing from the C-section and that was painful in itself. Very yeah. painful. Um, but I'm so lucky that I've got a very supportive um, hubby who was just able to help me and, you know, care for the, the little one, etc. Mm-hmm. But it seems that my rheumatoid diaphragm, the flare-up, was actually waiting that as soon as my C-section, I was healed from that, I just went whoosh into overdrive, complete flare-up, and I, oh. I'm still healing from that since. And I'm so sorry. Yeah, thank you. And I yeah. have to say that it hasn't been easy, um, especially in the last couple of months. Physically, I have deteriorated more than ever to the point mm-hmm. whereby I actually can't move my shoulders my arms mm, okay so, I'm very that's so hard I know how do you hold your baby yeah well, this oh. is it. it's a real struggle everything is 10 times the effort it's yeah, a real struggle yeah. and you know having a baby that's your greatest joy to be able to hold your baby hug your baby lift your baby do all the things yeah. but it's balancing now the fact that physically I'm, I'm able to do what most mothers can do and right. the pain is constant throughout but still having to, to be there and do all the things as a mum, you know, still lift her up and, and you know, act, uh, you know, do, well, do the necessary mother duties. And it's not easy. But for mm. me, I think most of my life has been a case of adapting, just adapting to right. what I can do and just doing the best I can do in any situation. So, right, right, right. Yeah. And that's, yeah, having a new child, what I found, because I have one child as well, very similar situation. 
diagnosed at 20. And then I, when I had my first child, I went into remission during pregnancy and then a terrible postpartum flare up. And I think it's hard because you're learning how to be a mom yes. and you're learning how to be a mom with arthritis. It's like two separate things, yes. you know? Yes. And so I just, you know, my heart goes out to you. I hope I, I ended up having to switch medications because my original medication I was on never worked as well after mm -hmm my son was born. So um, I did, I want to say for anyone listening that the latest episode of the Arthritis Life podcast, I had an interview with Mariah Leach from Mama's Facing Forward. And she gave yes. a lot of resources. D yeah, for there's a lot out there from mother to baby. And but it's still hard. The individual circumstances are, are always um, hard if you're in the middle of a flare. So yeah, and that's <sighs> a good episode. And I actually need to re-listen to that as well. So thank you for okay. doing that episode. And, oh, no problem. <laughs> thank you. And just like you, Cheryl, I've been on a number of medications. You know, some haven't worked. So they've been switching this, applying for funding for me to trial new things. So now oh, wow. I'm on a medication where I take it twice a year, every six months. Mm -hmm. um, last time, so a few months after, when my, a, a month after my postpartum flare up, kicked off I took this medication this treatment sorry I should mm -hmm. say and it didn't have any effect whatsoever um mm. so I am due another one coming up but in and around that I am trying to be more active with myself um you know booking into private hydrotherapy sessions as well oh great and just doing as much as I can to actually move my limbs because of course the stiffness you know, I yeah. don't want my body to be locked in a certain position, which is what can happen. And, right. you know, the same has happened to my wrist because I wasn't that mindful of my wrist. So now I don't have any flexibility in my mm. wrist. And, you know, these are these are the things that happen behind the scenes to us where we're, yeah. we're kind of fighting an ongoing battle with our, you know, with our bodies. But uh People don't yeah. know the realities of how it is where every night when I go to bed, you know, the pain, the agony is there, waking up very stiff, it's a struggle to go to the bathroom and your body's constantly yeah. in this warming up kind of phase, just kind of almost trying yeah. to grease, grease the joints to get them moving. But yes, it's, uh, yeah. it's not easy at all. And it, I'm just, I'm struck by the fact that like when I first you know, met you on Instagram, I'm like looking at your profile, like, oh, she's doing so great. Like, look at all these beautiful pictures. And we all do that, right? We look at someone else and think that their life must be easier than ours, or, or maybe just yeah. their, their life is a certain way. And so yeah, you're really fighting like more of like an invisible, you know, an invisible battle. Yeah, yeah like, that's yeah. exactly it. And what, what are why... some? Oh, sorry, go, go on, go on. <laughs> no, that's why I was um, very excited to, you know, connect with your community and just see the amazing stuff that you're doing to create more awareness. And it's it's something that I feel is a personal mission of mine as well. With yeah. you know, so many young people, especially now, having more autoimmune conditions than ever before, just shining a light that you're not alone. And there yes. is light at the end of the tunnel. I know that in this moment now, it can feel like a painful reality. But by being in a supportive community like yours, hearing from other like-minded people that are going through it, you know, you take yeah. the inspiration from, you know, as you, you know, you can pick and choose, et cetera, but take what you need for yourself in order just to help you just move yeah. forward day by day, step by step, because it is, you know, with everything, it's a process. So it's for you to navigate through and find out what works well for you. 
and how to feel good in yourself as well. Absolutely. And that was, you're actually anticipating my next question perfectly, which was going to be, what are some of the things that have helped you cope either like with the physical demands, like life hacks or mental coping? Any, anything you want to mention about, about coping? Yeah. I would love to hear. Yeah. So I do a lot of inner work, Cheryl. So a lot of mindset yeah. work working on my mind um, and just trying to reframe things because before I was saying the early days of, well, early years of having my arthritis, I was kind of in this pity stage. Oh, pity me. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And that, that was not serving me or helping me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. If anything, it was probably making the flare-ups worse. And, you know, it wasn't the case of, oh, I can't do this anymore. You know, my life is diminishing as I know it. You know, that whole mindset wasn't serving me. But it was actually taking on board those thoughts and actually getting to the core of why I'm feeling like that Mm -hmm. and I remember writing a list of all the things that I can do can't do and want to do and it was a very powerful list because obviously all the things that in the can't do list was probably the longest column when I started out and then I found myself crossing off a lot of things all the things that I was saying I can't do I actually could do, but it was all up here. I'd actually mm. almost, you know, through you know, programming, etc. I told myself I can't do certain things. So yeah. that was a very liberating exercise for me. And I would recommend anyone listening as well, just to do that, just to see that you can actually do a lot of things. And it's all here, yeah. what your mind, your subconscious mind's actually telling you. Um, Interesting. But did you learn that process through like a formal therapy or did you just discover it on your own like how how did you learn to do that exercise because it sounds great I think it was an extension of the coaching that I do oh yeah my business partner so we're always doing you know doing this working on our thoughts and beliefs so it was just something Mm -hmm. that with business and life it's a complete integration you know they're one Mm -hmm. and the same so by doing this yeah by doing this exercise I found it it really liberated me in myself to know that oh my gosh I can actually do a lot more and like I was saying it's a case of adapting just Mm -hmm. knowing that okay some things are not going to be easy to do but let me do what I can etc and the things that are a struggle just go easy on myself you know give myself a lot of grace and compassion love on my body and know that my body is working hard for me you know Mm -hmm. it's helping me to actually manage this condition and we're doing the best that we can together so and that's one thing I have to say growing up I never took my health that seriously it was Mm. always when it came to my list of priorities it was always probably the last on the list something that I really took for granted but Mm -hmm. here being in the here and now it's something that I'm very mindful of just loving on myself showing myself compassion knowing that my body is working the best for you know us us, both of us and um, just continually working on my mind surrounding myself with you know brilliant people like yourself um just you know seriously seriously Cheryl you know you're you're inspiring a nation you know with your your accent (laughs) no but yeah I I really I I am the most interested in all of the things to do with managing rheumatoid arthritis the mental part is my favorite part to think about and talk about 
my um little my unofficial tagline for arthritis life is come for the life hacks stay for the coping tools or stay for the emotional support because you're so right and it's not just like oh mind over matter like we need to just like change our mind so we don't like perceive our pain or anything like yes. for me that, that that's part of that self-compassion like you mentioned and mindfulness is being conscious of the present moment and allowing it to be as it is and then yes. seeing what are the possibilities like you mentioned what can i still do because if we focus, and this is one of my soapboxes, but if we, a lot of people, when they first get diagnosed, especially, they focus very, very narrowly on how can I cure or heal this and make it yes. go away, yes. which is, I want to validate that that's a totally a logical, like, pursuit that you would want to do. But when you continue in that mindset year after year after year, then you're blinded to all these possibilities of what you could still do, even despite, you know, because... The fact is some people are going to find a cure or a way to heal it. But a lot of people aren't, you know, otherwise yeah. we would all be cured. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Went totally off on my soapbox. But yeah, the mental no, piece. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no. recalibrating. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah. I love that word, recalibrating. And just yeah. accepting that, you know, I'm on a healing journey. So to give yeah. myself that space, that time to heal. And mm -hmm. like you said, you know, what works well for some people may not work well for you. So it's just finding your own rhythm. Yeah. You know, I do trial and experiment with things. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. Mm. Um, so I guess, um, what else was I going to say? I was going to say something, Sharon. Something popped into my oh, head shoot. when you had your soapbox moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I really, I just like uh... Well, I want to, I want to make sure I address because if that, if that comes back, go for it. But um, yeah. Dwayne had a great question. Apart from the medications, what other therapies have worked for us? <laughs> but let's start with you. So have you done any like physiotherapy or um, gone to other kinds of like formal kinds of, I guess, like I've gone to, I'll just, I guess I can start. I've done physical therapy, occupational therapy. I am an occupational therapist, but I've also gone to one that was yes. a hand specialist. So that's something I really recommend, a certified hand therapist. That's who made my, my customized splints. Um, and I specialize in the hands. And of course, I've gone to therapy with a psychologist as well. But I agree with what you're saying. I've done some actually business coaching programs that are all about like the mindset as mm -hmm. well. And that's really helped. And um, a couple other things that, that what else have I actually, oh, I went to a physiatrist, which is a doctor that specializes in the body, but not a rheumatologist. They're like, look at it from a little bit of a different angle. Um, and I have tried a couple of things, like I've gone to a new uh, certified uh, di or registered dietitian to look at some of the, um, you know, nutrition aspects, but, and those have all been helpful. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, definitely. Yeah. I yeah. think mine's quite similar. So I have been to hand specialist again to get the, oh, um, the split brace as well. Um, at the time I, I was refused physiotherapy because of the level of inflammation that I had at the time. They felt mm. that it would uh, aggravate it a bit more. However, oh, okay. more recently, I have been referred on to physiotherapy and I'm actively um, indulging in some private hydrotherapy sessions as well. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me about what that's like? I've never tried that. What is well, hydrotherapy? Yeah, I'm due to... Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will... <laughs> I will definitely let you know how it is um, on that front. Um, yeah. So um, other things, I guess it's just really the mind, the mindset around it, just trying to reframe what's really going on here and not, 
not spinning off into the negative, but trying to find a better feeling thought. Mm-hmm. Embracing the thought, but trying to find a better feeling thought, you know, like I was saying mm. before. That I can yeah. actually do things, you know. It, it, it's difficult, as you will know, Cheryl, you know, with the simple everyday things, such as using kitchen utensils, cutting things. It's, it's the little things that most people take for granted. We mm-hmm. really become conscious in that moment that it's difficult, the day-to-day life. But yeah. yet, we, every day, we do things, we cook, we attend to our babies. And so mm-hmm. we're, we need to recognise just how much we are truly accomplishing while still being in really severe pain. Uh, you know, yeah. Doing the everyday stuff. So it's just giving ourselves a lot of thanks and gratitude and our, our bodies as well. Our bodies are such really beautiful, beautiful, um, you know, beings, etc. And we, we take on so much that I don't think we fully give ourselves that gratitude and thanks. Just thank you for holding me up. Thank you for, you know, my legs, my feet, for taking yes. me, walking me to this place, etc. Because it's all things that are, are not easy to do, but yet we're still doing it every single day. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the metaphor. My friend, uh, Dr. Kara Wada said she has Sjogren's and she's an immunologist and allergist. And she said, I like to think of my immune system as misbehaving, thinking of it as like, oh, you know, it's like a toddler. They're like, they're trying their best, but sometimes they can't, they can't control their impulses, you know, and thinking of like, thinking with compassion about what's going on in your body is so it's, it ends up feeling better than thinking I'm fighting like against my body. I, I know yes. a lot of people, I mean, some people, whatever works for you, right? Some people find comfort in this like warrior language. And sometimes I use that language too. Like I'm a, I'm fighting rheumatoid arthritis, you know, but other times it's better to think, oh, I have this, this, you know, my immune system, it's trying really hard and it's just misbehaving or misguided. You know, it's like, I'm going to go attack all these foreign invaders. And it just, it just is, makes a mistake and thinks that my, synovial lining of my joints is a foreign invader and it's like okay well you know like good try you know like thinking about that way as opposed to oh like I'm so and it's okay again allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling but um there's ways to like you mentioned reframe and and kind of change the habitual way that you relate to to yourself and your body and what's going on yeah I love that I love that actually yeah and I've heard that before, actually, that pain is actually our body working on behalf of us and for us. Oh, it's totally. Exactly it's, it's, yeah, it's the same with anxiety, because mm. I've struggled a lot with anxiety. And anxiety is, is, is protective, right? Like you mm. need some, it's, how, it's your body's response to a threat, you know? Yes. Well, hello from Angie from Peru. Um, oh. And so, you know, if you didn't have anxiety ever, then if, if you had a threat, like a big lion was starting to attack you, you would die, right? Yeah, because yeah. you'd just be like, la, 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 I don't have anxiety, you know? So, and it's the same. So, but the thing is to know that, okay, it's one thing to have the anxiety about things that are truly a threat, but other times we have anxiety about things that aren't really as, as big of a threat as they seem. But what you mentioned about pain, it's the same thing too. Having a response to pain, your, your brain wants to pay attention to it because it thinks it's, there's a threat, you know? But with chronic pain, um, the, one of the, the phenomena that occurs with chronic pain is that the, the size of your response, your brain's mm. detecting how important this pain is, is out of proportion to the actual amount of like, tissue damage that's happened. Yeah. So that's not to say that your pain is all in your head or you're not 
thinking about it correctly, but to know that sometimes we can, uh, and this is not necessarily the case with a disease in like rheumatoid arthritis that has a continuous process, but a lot of times we can have, we can have some degree of chronic pain on top of the rheumatoid arthritis pain. So yeah. Yay. And um, some people are having happy comments saying that what we're saying is helpful. So that's really good. Oh, lovely. Um, Yeah. yeah, And yeah, actually that's, um, you, you mentioning anxiety, that's actually triggered what I actually wanted to say. That, oh, perfect. <laughs> that I found that my flare-ups are really spurred on when I get into an anxious state as well. Yeah. So when I'm thinking about, oh my, you know, I, I start to go in my head and start to think about all the things that I have to do in the future, and I'm in that state of mode, that's when I find my body responds in that way. So I think it's very... It's brilliant that you yeah. touched upon that as well. So I'm, I'm really trying uh, and mastering how to be very present, consciously present in this moment. Um, oh and, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so hard. To do. It's not. Well, and it's so funny because I always tell a story when I was first learning like mindfulness from my therapist and she was like, and, well, I have two different ones, but yeah, she and he both had said things like, can you, can you just sit with the uncertainty? Because my anxiety is a lot about uncertainty. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Yes. You know, am I going to, is this new medication going to work? Is it not going to work? Am I going to flare up? What should yes. I do? Is this the right yes. thing? And, and she's like, you know, can you sit with it? And I was like, why? Like, what kind of, like, this is a sadistic therapy. You're telling me to sit <laughs> with my uncomfortable feelings. Like, yes. no, I want you to tell me how to feel better. Like, I'm going to therapy to feel better. And this, they had this really amazing um, quote, and it's from Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, also mm-hmm. known as ACT. And they said, ACT isn't about feeling better. It's about feeling better, meaning allowing yourself to feel in a more deeper way as opposed to trying to feel better and i don't i don't know in the uk if it's as much this way but in the us it's like the predominant message is it's all about you need to feel happy you need to feel happy you know and like just change your mindset so you feel happy but what's crazy or not crazy i don't want to use that word what's what's been really surprising and, and wonderful for me is that when i stopped pressuring myself to feel better all the time and feel happy all the time I actually felt I did feel happier because I yes. felt more at peace, but yes. you can't get there by trying. It's like you can't achieve the goal by trying to go directly to the goal. It's like an indirect process. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly it. I think you fit the And, you know, I think just growing up and just just hearing other people talk, we're kind of, you know, we're kind of taught to kind of, um, dismiss our thoughts, you know, what we're feeling, etc. You know, yes. feel happy, feel good, make yourself, kind of forcing yourself. But you, as humans, we can't always feel happy. You know, that's no. the So it's I embracing how so we're feeling. True. Yeah. And I, th- I think as a, I, I'm curious if you'll find this as a parent, as your child gets a little older, because it was really amazing to me. I started going to therapy when my son turned, had just turned one. And when I became, you know, um, when I started the process of allowing myself to feel my feelings, as my child became a toddler, you know, where they have big feelings, it allowed me, it it helped me allow him to just have feelings, you know, and like you said, so often we're told that our feelings are bad, or you're punished for your feelings. And, and I'll constantly tell my son, you know, it's okay to feel angry or to feel sad. But it's not okay, your actions, your behaviors based on I mean, he's much older now. But what I would say is like, 
it's okay to feel angry and oh, like, you know, but it's not okay to hit someone. It's not, you know, it's the same way for us, you know, as adults, it's okay. Any feeling is okay. You know, we are feeling beings. Yeah. Oh, oh, apparently, apparently we're being very Zen right now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I realized like, even for me becoming an occupational therapist, which is like a helping profession, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the hardest things for me when I, would, I worked at pediatrics before doing my current work, and I would always want to like, you know, do that classic thing, you want to solve the person's problem or make them feel better. And I realized that part of my, uh, and I, I would feel so much anxiety about that. Like if the child wasn't doing well, I would t- think it was my fault. And I would, yes. you know, go on these spirals. And then I realized, oh, like, you know, they're just humans. They're humans that are going to feel happy sometimes, feel sad other times. My job is to help them cope with those feelings, not to, but it's like, oh my gosh, it's such a big mind shift. (laughs) It is, it is. And you know, it's something that we just need to continually work every day on every day. And as you said, it's about finding that balance, that inner peace and not dismissing our feelings, feeling into it. So I love that as well. So yeah, yeah, so many great people on, I'm loving it. I know. And from all over the world, that's what I love about like social media. I mean, just in general, that you can connect to people across, across the globe. Um, Yeah. But I I do time-wise, I want to, unfortunately I have to start wrapping it up just because we had some things come up today, but I want to make sure I give you time to talk about anything else you want to talk about, like your own, you're totally would love to hear if you would like to share about your coaching programs too, just because I'm trying to, you know, I always want to support and amplify, you know, the work of other people with chronic illnesses and also, you know, uh, people of color, non-white people, because the chronic illness space, at least in the U.S. especially, is is very predominantly, like, white, you know, so I'm trying to do a better job as an ally, so. (laughs) I love that, I love that mission as well. Yeah, yeah, so um, for those that have just jumped on, um, I did uh, announce that I am a business growth coach supporting women in corporate that want to start an online business whilst in a nine to five. So if you've got, if it's a seed of an idea, even if you're started, maybe a couple of months on, but you're not seeing the traction that you truly desire Mm -hmm. in your business, you don't have that overall clarity because, you know, sometimes we, we have these big goals, but we're not quite clear on just how to get there, what it takes, you know, what we should be doing, Mm -hmm. the right actions to be taken because, time is right. like a commodity um you know something very valuable so it's where to focus your time mind and energy so that you can get the biggest results so that's exactly what myself and my business partner charlotte we're dynamic duo we're known as the dynamic duo, duo in the online space that's what we do so if you feel called to maybe reach out to myself then i invite you just to drop me a dm or follow my page i am oh, sorry at i am grace nelson just to find out more tips on what I share. I show up daily, sharing value. And I would love to support you on your journey. Um, and, you know, just, you know, from one RA um, lady to another, or to those that are watching, you know, would love to support you if you're going through the same thing. Because it's not just business strategy that I teach. It's also mindset and the energy work. Because it can be an exhausting process with mm-hmm. RA. So it's how do you have that how do you find that energy to start a new venture which is essentially like giving birth to a new baby mm-hmm. as well as alongside your nine to five 
as well as your family and all other commitments? How is it possible to do all of this? So I really teach from that kind of uh, exp experiential um, mode, just showing you my journey, how it can be done, what works, what doesn't work importantly, so that you can find your own personalized um, pathway to doing so as well. So I very much teach in a, a bespoke kind of way. So I invite you, if you mm. feel called, just to send me a DM or connect with me. So thank you, Cheryl, oh, for the opportunity. Oh, that, no, that's so, that's so wonderful. I mean, and I, I think there are so many people with rheumatoid arthritis or other, you know, any sort of health challenges or even without them anyway, who <laughs> are feel stuck in that yes. kind of nine to five rut and they don't have the flexibility. Even after COVID, there's people who, you know, a lot of jobs realized, oh, we can, we can let people work remotely, but now they're saying, oh, you have to come back in, you know, so having that freedom of having an online stream of income is so helpful for so many. I know some of the people who've, um, come onto this call, have some, some like side, you know, ventures as well, whether that's, yes. you know, an Etsy store or something else. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's wonderful that you're supporting people and I, and you're showing through your example that it's possible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just very much about, you know, leading myself first, showing other people through my experiences, mm. what can be done so that, you know, it's easier just to connect and you don't feel like, this is going to be a lot of hard work, really going to take a toll on me, but it can be done. Your, your yeah. desires are yours for a reason. So it's about saying yes to yourself and moving towards them. That's what I truly believe. That's so, so beautiful. It reminds me of something that my 11th grade English teacher said, so, you right. know, so all, the te all the teachers out there, you know, we still remember things sometimes yeah. this was 20 years ago, but she really drilled this into us. She said, show, don't tell, like yeah. show, in your writing instead of, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and so I think in, yeah, in your example, you're showing as well. Sometimes we do need to be told, you know, sometimes we're a little, my brain's a little slow yeah. sometimes like with, with the mindfulness stuff, I was like, you need to tell me again. Like I'm still not <laughs> getting it, but yeah, showing is, is the most powerful. Yes, so it is. I yeah. agree. Well, Cheryl, so thank great. you so much for having me in your world, being connected with your lovely audience. I've really enjoyed myself sharing my journey it's... and story. Yay, thank you all. Thank you. Take care. YouTube. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Room to Thrive, a membership and support community where you'll learn how to develop your own Thrive toolbox so you can live a full life despite your rheumatic disease or chronic illness. Learn more in the show notes or by going to www.myarthritislife.net. You can also connect with me on my social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok. Check out the links in the show notes.